It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For the first time in five years, Monday Night Football returns to Uptown Charlotte. Can the Carolina Panthers get their season on track of a win against the Saints? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays throughout the rest of the regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions right here on the show. Either at me or DM me to get in on this week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply it's been five years five years since primetime football has been here in uptown charlotte now primetime football to me in the nfl is sunday night and monday night thursdays it's an abomination i don't even watch that trash but thursday night football no saturdays in december While it's cool, that doesn't count. Sunday nights, Monday nights, and for the Carolina Panthers 2023 home opener, the debut of Bryce Young at Bank of America Stadium, the Carolina Panthers are under the lights for Monday night football on ESPN. I don't think it's on ABC because there's two games tonight, but either way, the Carolina Panthers are back in primetime in Uptown, and I'm excited that the Panthers get to have this stage before the entire nation and get an hour to show everyone what they're made of, and then hopefully people stick around and watch instead of going watch the Browns and the Steelers, who, I mean, the Steelers got blown out by the 49ers who wants to watch that trash. But either way, Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints up here in Charlotte, right down the road from me tonight as they face off in week two of the NFL season. The Carolina Panthers, after a disappointing week one loss, certainly need to avoid starting 0-2 overall and 0-2 in the division after losing to the Falcons 24-10 last Sunday afternoon. As I typically will do on Fridays, I'm going to do it today. The keys to victory for the Carolina Panthers, three of them. That's what I have for you each and every week heading into a game on Sunday, maybe on Saturday, and on Thursday but I guess I probably won't be able to do it on Thursday later on in the season. Either way, here are your keys to the victory. Here are your keys to victory, rather, as Carolina Panthers face off against the Saints tonight at Bank of America Stadium. Number one, they got to protect Bryce Young. Got to do it. 
And that's honestly going to be a key moving forward. There was much consternation in the preseason about the offensive line and how they performed and whether Bryce Young would survive this season. We saw last week against the Falcons, the O-line should be fine if healthy. Now, the problem is the offensive line is not healthy and really won't be moving forward knowing that Austin Corbett, their starting right guard from a year ago, is currently on the pup list, physically unable to perform following that torn ACL the last time these two teams played in New Orleans in Week 18. He should be back soon. Maybe not in two weeks' time, but hopefully by the second half of the season, he'll be back in there at right guard. Unfortunately for the Panthers, they have suffered yet another injury to a player who also was injured the last time they played the Saints. Brady Christensen broke his leg in that game. He now is out for the season with a bicep injury, had surgery earlier this week. He's done for the season, so the Panthers now need a new left guard. So Chandler Zabala, it would make sense. He played left guard NC State, played with Icky there for five games total, but hey, why not slide him over there? According to Thomas Brown, the OC here in Carolina, that's not going to be the case. James Campen also wants to have that continuity right there on that right side of the offensive line that they built over the last really two, three weeks. It hasn't been that long, but Zavala should be staying at right guard next to Taylor Moten and, of course, next to, uh, well, either way, he's going to be next to uh, Bradley Bozeman, but he's going to stay at right guard with the expectation that Cade Mays, the second-year player out of Tennessee, will be starting at left guard. Mays got the first crack at starting at right guard. Didn't do great in that Jets game, then was injured in the second game of the preseason that's where Chandler Zavala took over the right guard spot at least for the time being until Austin Corbett comes back and we'll be interesting to see would it make more sense just to move Zavala over there now and then whenever Corbett comes back he instantly comes in at right guard because you would think that Zavala probably would be starting on the offensive line whenever Corbett comes back and Corbett's not going to move over the left guard it would make more sense for Zavala to move over there but for whatever reason, just from everything I've read and heard so far, it sounds like is going to stay there at right guard, but the Panthers have to be able to protect him. I am not concerned about Taylor Moten. I'm not really concerned about Bradley Bozeman, Ike Aquanu. There's still the level of concern based off of the penalty last week, the false start that led then to his sack, and then also just the sacks he gave up. But I still think long-term, this season and beyond, he'll be a good player for the Panthers. I do have concerns about the two young guys, the rookie Chandler Zavala and the second-year player Cade Mays, who will be getting his first career start on Monday night. I have my concerns about how they're going to hold up through the course of the season until Corbett's able to come back. I talked to Nick Carboni, the sports director of WCNC, the NBC affiliate here in Charlotte, after every Panthers game, typically after Sunday night football. So please check it out if you're here locally. And it's also on YouTube. And he had asked me, you know, to give some buy or sell before the season started. And he asked me if I was buying the offensive line would be better this year than it was last year. And I sold it on the basis of Austin Corbett's going to be out for probably half the season. And he's your second highest graded offensive lineman per pro football focus. You don't get better with that guy out for half the year. Now that they don't have him for probably half of the year and that Christensen's going to be out for the next 16 games of the season, it's hard to see this Panthers offensive line being better than it was last year. Now they're probably going to be even a tick below what I felt they were going to be this year, even though I still felt like they'd probably be solid. Maybe you would have issues at times, but there is some serious concern there in the middle of that defense, or that offensive line rather, and that's the last thing you want is for your young quarterback to have pressure up the middle and having to deal with that and getting flushed from the pocket. So the Carolina Panthers – In particular, Chandler Zavala, Cade Mays, really need to protect Bryce Young tonight if they're going to win this game against New Orleans. Number two, they got to avoid giving up chunk plays through the air. J.C. Horn, he's on IR, on IR, went on IR on Friday. 
We'll talk more about that here momentarily. When you look at it, C.J. Anderson, Troy Hill, those are the two guys who are going to get the call. They're going to be the ones who are going to be playing the primary, the bulk of the snaps there on the outside. Maybe you see uh, Troy Hill play maybe more in the slot. Either way, those two are going to be dependent upon for the foreseeable future. The Panthers did get relative good news that maybe Horn can come back at some point this season. Don't know when that will be, but he's out for at least the next four weeks. And the Carolina Panthers are going to have to deal with a veteran, Troy Hill, who knows the system, who may be the better option. But also, they're going to have to deal with C.J. Henderson, who has been prone to give up big plays. See, last Sunday, Kyle Pitts. And in the past, last year against Tampa, his first game he ever played here uh, against Dallas a couple years ago, Henderson has has been a disappointment. The Panthers have decided not to exercise fifth-year option because of the disappointing performances they've seen from him in the past on the playing field. Can he turn that around starting tonight? We will see, but I am concerned. Chris Olave, who's excellent. Michael Thomas, who's also been tremendous when healthy in the NFL. And then seeing what Derek Carr brings to the Saints offense. And that's why I said Derek Carr, I thought he was the best quarterback in the NFC South, just based off of the experience. But then you have those receivers who can make plays. Carr can get the ball to them. And this Panthers secondary, at least at, especially at corner, is vulnerable without J.C. Horn out there. And we know that Dante Jackson has had his own struggles in the past, especially when asked to be the number one, which he is not a number one corner in the league. So the Panthers... Real concerns out there on the outside at cornerback. Have to avoid giving up chunk plays to the air. Have to try and force the ones to run the football. They don't have Alvin Kamara, so we'll see how that works out tonight. And then the last thing, you got to establish a passing game. DJ Chark was listed as questionable with a hamstring injury on Saturday in the final injury report leading up to the game. He missed, of course, last week against Atlanta with the same hamstring that's been bothering him for the last month of the season or the last month heading into the season. So the Carolina Panthers really need to get him back healthy. But also, if he doesn't play... They can't have the receivers have eight receptions on 15 targets for 63 yards. That is unacceptable. Great to see what Hayden Hurst provided and want to see the same thing moving forward again tonight and in the coming weeks from Hayden Hurst. That's why the Panthers went out there and signed him. The Panthers also went out and signed Adam Thielen for more than two receptions. And I do wonder how healthy he was on Sunday with that ankle. Hasn't been on the injury report all week, so I think he's probably good to go. And I would expect... Better performance, Madden Thielen, at home in the opener, where I feel like the Panthers should be more comfortable going up against the Saints. But Mingo, you can't have too high expectations considering he is only a rookie and this is his second game. And I don't know if the Panthers really came into the year thinking that, hey, this is going to be our number two guy or somewhere we're going to have to depend on a lot. They were hoping to depend on Chark, Thielen, of course, Hayden Hurst. We only got to see the Hayden Hurst portion of that in Sunday's loss against Atlanta. So need Mingo to be able to provide something Terrace Marshall, good to not see him on the injury report this week. Maybe he gets better continuity and can get on the same page as Bryce Young because he was not on it last week. Another opportunity for him to show that he can be a part of this passing game. So the Carolina Panthers have to be able to establish a passing game. That starts up front by protecting Bryce, in particular, at those two guard spots. But then the receivers have to gain separation. I think the Saints had three interceptions last week. Marshawn Lattimore looked incredible. Cannot have that happen today. Receivers got to gain separation, need to be on the same page as Bryce. Help your rookie quarterback out. It's way too early in this Bryce Young era in Carolina to be asking him to elevate the guys around him. Those guys need to play better. And my expectations are not extremely high for the wide receiver core, considering the group and the talent around it and where they are in the stages of the career. But last week, 
is not acceptable, and they're much better than what they showed last Sunday against Atlanta, so they must establish a passing game. So protect Bryce, avoid chunk plays through the air on defense, and establish a passing game. Those are my three keys to victory tonight as the Panthers face off against the Saints on Monday night football. Now, again, one of the players that will not be out there will be J.C. Horn as he was placed on IR on Friday afternoon, and one of the keys is avoiding giving up chunk plays through the air. We'll talk more about J.C. Horn, his injury, and whether we will see him at some point this season in Carolina. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. And when you do, make sure to add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screen questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I wouldn't call myself the biggest daily fantasy sports fan, but when I do play, I play over on Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. Test your skills on Prize Picks this football season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. It takes no time at all. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app out there. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We waited all last week for this news to come down, and the Carolina Panthers waited until 4.03 p.m. on Friday. A good old Friday news dump as they place cornerback J.C. Horn on injured reserve on Friday afternoon, starting the clock for him to return to play. Horn will now miss at least the next four weeks, but he is eligible to return at any point after that, Frank Reich, the head coach of the Panthers, spoke to the media one final time on Saturday ahead of Monday night's game against the Saints, saying that he had a procedure, uh, not a surgery, but a procedure. So there's a difference there. He said a fine line and how those things go, but he feels like they will have a good chance of getting Horn back at some point later on this season. So it could be in four weeks, five, six, ten, I don't know. When it's going to happen, they feel like they're going to get J.C. Horn back. And that is good news considering... It didn't sound great on Monday when Frank Reich went out there and spoke to the media, talked about J.C. Horn and the injury that he suffered, saying that Horn felt like he heard something pop. And if that's the case, typically that tells you, oh, man, he's probably done for the year, and he could still be done for the year. And the hope is that's not going to be what happens for the Carolina Panthers. But in the meantime, and might be for a long time, they're going to be out they're going to be without J.C. Horn, rather, uh, starting off on Monday night against the Saints. And we've talked about it a couple times last week on the show. What is the future for J.C. Horn in Carolina? At this point in time, I feel like next year, 2024, is likely as last year in Carolina. It's unfortunate to say it, but you can't, you can't depend on the guy. You just can't. And I feel bad for him 
because obviously he's not going out there trying to get hurt. I think he's a fantastic player when he's available. The problem is he's just not available. And if you don't know if he's going to be available, and you've seen in the past that he has a history of not being available, and I never like saying a guy is injury prone. I just hate that. You look at the injuries. The first one he suffered was on turf in Houston, and that's been a whole ordeal after Monday night last week with Aaron Rodgers and his Achilles and all that, and I don't know whether the turf factored into it. He had a calf injury, and people talk about that maybe something that played. I don't know. But Aaron Rodgers, ruptures Achilles, sucks for the Jets, not really our problem here in Carolina, and that has now stirred up the whole debate about playing on artificial surfaces, which the players here in Carolina hate. It came up last year. When the Lions played on Christmas Eve, and it was the coldest game in Panthers history, and it felt like playing on concrete. That's unfortunate that that's the case. But David Tepper has made it known that being in Pittsburgh, you saw how the field would uh, deteriorate throughout the season. In fact, that he wants to have concerts and that they have a soccer team in there. It's not like it used to be where the Panthers would have 10 home dates and that was pretty much it. That was the only usage you're going to see out of the stadium. Maybe there might be a early season college football game or a bowl game. But we're looking at 14 days out of the year that that stadium was used. Now it's used far more often. And I applaud David Tepper for bringing concerts, even though he didn't bring Taylor Swift. What are we doing here, man? Uh, but I, I applaud him for doing all that and getting more events into the stadium and bringing more to uptown. That's awesome. He didn't bring music to Carolina, but he assumes he did. Uh, but it's good that they have that for whatever reason, though. He doesn't really care what the NFLP has to say. Unless, you know, he'll bring grass on for a soccer team. But that's become a whole debate. But you look at it, rookie year for J.C. Horn, hurts his foot at NRG Stadium, what it's still called in Houston, turf injury, non-contact, out for the season. Last year, had the rib. Don't know how that will happen, but probably just, you know, playing football. Missed a couple weeks there. Then later on, friendly fire, broke his wrist. What are you going to do? And then this year... He had the injury that during OTAs, you don't get too caught up on that because, okay, whatever, it's OTAs. Does he need to be out there? It would be nice, but is it that big of a deal happening in June? No. But then with this, another non-contact injury on an artificial playing surface, did that factor in? Not quite sure. But Horn had came out back in June when we spoke to Joe Person of the Athletics saying, hey, it's not like I'm trying to get hurt. None of my issue injuries have been like soft tissue or any of that until now. This is one of those soft tissue injuries, and it seems to be a significant one considering he's on IR, had to have a procedure, and the Panthers, they're, they're confident they're going to get him back. At least they say there's a good chance, but that's not a guarantee. So just having seen the injuries three years in a row, knowing that $12 million with the Carolina Panthers would have to give him in 2025 if they were to exercise his fifth-year option come May, you just can't do that. You cannot give him that kind of an investment. And now if he blows up next year and is finally healthy and is an all is a pro bowler or an all-pro like you think he has the capability maybe being if he could ever stay healthy, you have avenues like the franchise tag to be able to keep him around. But we'll see how it works out. Right now, it's just it's tough for J.C. Horn. Now, one player who didn't have their fifth-year option exercises was C.J. Henderson. And this now represents an opportunity for him to solidify his future elsewhere in the NFL or maybe even here in Carolina. Because Henderson hasn't really had injuries. He's just been bad, <laughs> which is probably worse than being injured. Being good but injury-prone is probably better for you, maybe, than being bad but on the field? I don't know. Maybe it's not. You guys can debate yourselves on that one. But C.J. Henderson has an opportunity to come out and to show why he was a top 10 pick back in 2020. He has an opportunity to show why Scott Fitter went out there and traded for him, saying back then that it was a move for the future. Well, the future is now. 
and we've seen the last two years when called upon, Henderson hasn't been great. Now, the first year in 21, I'll give him some slack. Came in, was learning defense. There's plenty of nuances to it. You can be like, well, he's got to go cover a guy. He's got to know the coverages and schemes and all that. I'll give him a pass. Last year, I give him no pass, especially late in the season when they need you most. You went out there and you got big plays with Mike Evans and just did not have a great day. Keith Taylor was all right there as well, and Keith Taylor's no longer here in Carolina. Henderson needs to go out there and perform at a high level. Like Troy Hill is about over the hill at this point in time. It's good that he's been in the league and understands the system, but I just don't know if that's the guy you got to really be depending on, or the Panthers should be depending upon, considering the youth of Henderson, the draft position of Henderson, what they gave up to get Henderson. And I understand that was rule staff, but fitter as well. And this is a totally different staff. But this staff has said at every turn how confident they are in C.J. Henderson. I had talked about Jonathan Cooley now here, D'Angelo Hall, just a new coaching staff, new scheme that apparently is secondary friendly. This could be the opportunity for him to really take that step forward. And the Panthers desperately need him to do that starting tonight. If he can't, then whatever expectations you have for this team, it's going to be tough to really max reach those with the offensive line injuries, without Horn out there. It's going to be tough to be able to get off the field if they cannot be able to cover some of these great receivers they're going to be coming up against in the upcoming weeks. You look at Minnesota, not too far away. Seattle, what they have next weekend. Detroit, Miami. It, it starts to get ugly if C.J. Henderson doesn't step up. And that's Troy Hill as well. But really, Henderson's the guy I'm looking at, considering what they gave up for him, where he was drafted. It's The, the future's now, man. Time to make amends for the past and go out there and ball and secure your money because contract years they say are undefeated well he's sitting here in a contract year let's see if he can go out there and get that bag because the Carolina Panthers definitely need him to do starting tonight against New Orleans all right the Panthers are at home tonight three-point dogs Monday night football can they avoid an 0-2 start we'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Seriously, it's the NFL season. When else would you want to bet than right now with FanDuel? The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. There's something for everyone out there. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I'm not calling it a must win because the Panthers season will not end if they lose tonight against the Saints. Although I'm sure very many of you will be saying, oh, season's over. Oh, my God. I hate this team. Here we go again. Yada, yada, yada. Because I don't know. It's the one thing that frustrates me to no end. People desperate, absolutely desperate, salivating, foaming at the mouth for football in August. Then when it gets here, 
just being Debbie Downers and crying and just being soft as hell because their team starts off 0-2. And I get it. You know, the Panthers start off 0-2 in the history that typically hasn't bode well for the team. I understand. And I came out and told y'all that I did not think this would be a playoff team. Now, I'm hoping to be wrong. And after week one and the subsequent injuries that have come off of week one, it's hard to really buy into that happening. But it's a long season, week-to-week league. You can't ever get too high or get too low. You got to stay level. Now, that's really what the players have to do, but also as fans, man. I just don't understand how people can freak out like that. It's like, y'all know I'm a, I love college football. And I've talked about this, I think, last week. Alabama, I mean, they looked awful on Saturday, too. But they lose to Texas. Like, funeral. Funeral in Tuscaloosa, be, Tuscaloosa because they can't lose another game. And they may not even be able to make the playoff at this point in time. But the NFL, you can lose 7, 8, 9, 10 games sometimes and make the playoffs. And the Panthers still play in a bad division. But that being said, you cannot lose the first two games of your season both against divisional opponents. You have a margin for error. And I felt like coming into the season, the Panthers had a really tough stretch. For your first six games on the road, you've been injured. With on offense, you have a rookie quarterback, got a new scheme. It takes time for everything to gel. So tonight is not a must win, but it's a really, you got to have it, man. It is a, a need to have this game before heading on the road again for three of the next four weeks. It's only going to get tougher at Seattle. I know they lost to the Rams, and I'm, I'm recording this on Sunday, so I have no idea what happened to the Seahawks game on Sunday afternoon. I understand the loss of the Rams week one. I believe that game was in Seattle. But Tyler Lockett, concerning. Kenneth Walker, concerning. DK Metcalf, concerning. I think Geno will probably still be fine. The Seahawks, yeah, it's the team the Panthers went out and beat up on last year, winning on the road, which is great, getting back-to-back wins, which is awesome. But Seattle, always on the road, is always going to be a tough opportunity. And who knows? Maybe they're 0-2. Maybe they're 1-1. I don't know what they. I don't know what the record is, having recorded before the game started on Sunday afternoon. That's going to be a difficult game for Carolina. Home against Minnesota, who is 0-2, having just lost to Philadelphia on Thursday night. Kirk Cousins put up a lot of yards. Jordan Addison's got two touchdowns so far. Justin Jefferson, a monster. KJ Osborne, looking at the secondary injuries. Things could snowball there. But that's a team that you could be able to contend with. That's a team that shouldn't have won as many games as they won last year. And you're seeing that now regress to the mean. They can't run the football. So can the Carolina Panthers pin their ears back and get after the Vikings? I think they could in two weeks' time. But that is certainly a game that will be difficult even at home. At Detroit, you know what Ben Johnson, that offense, is able to do, having already won in Kansas City, and the, the, the kind of challenge that will present for the Panthers on the road in Detroit, which should be a sellout crowd as they've sold out season tickets up there in Ford Field for like the first time ever at Miami. Oh, my God. So the Panthers really got to get this one. They need to hold serve at home. And – Two and four to start the season. It's not ideal, but just looking at some of those passing offenses and having to go on the road that many times, I just feel like two and four would be a good start for the Panthers considering the challenges that they're having to go through with injuries, breaking in a new quarterback, the schedule, and all of the other external factors. Now, that's not what you want. You would prefer to be three and three. No, sorry. You'd prefer to be five and one at this point. I don't think they're going to win the next five. I don't think they're going to be four and two. I think three and three is possible, but two and four probably feels most realistic. And then you move forward to where after the bye, I think heading into week eight, then you start to see this team really 
figure out their identity and really to grow into it. And you have the confidence hopefully built over from the first six games of the season, whether you have a great record or not, to move forward and to be better. But it really starts tonight. Three-point underdogs at home against the Saints. So, not great as far as how Vegas views the Panthers. And off of the game on Sunday, I can understand it. And then looking at some of the injuries. New Orleans is a team the Panthers I think they can beat. Derek Carr probably wins a quarterback battle just based off of experience what we know about Derek Carr. Running game, I don't see the Saints being able to run the football in Carolina. I know the Panthers didn't do a great job last week against the Falcons, but that's what New Orleans, that's, sorry, that's what Atlanta wants to do. I think Carolina can bow up and be able to stop that run. And I think they're going to have plenty of opportunities to get after the passer. And the Saints offensive line, speaking of Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, they had their struggles last week against the Titans. The Panthers had four sacks in the first half. Last week against Atlanta before getting shut out as far as sacks go in the second half. The Panthers can't piece together another four-sack game. On Monday, maybe even five. I think they can do it. I think Brian Burns can wreak havoc. And if they can get after Derek Carr, get him off his spot, he is someone who will make mistakes. So it's so important when you look at the back end, and it's really the corners. And I'm not trying to really include Dante. I'm looking at Troy Hill, C.J. Henderson. I think Von Bell, Xavier Woods, I like what we got out of them and what they're going to be able to provide. But really, we look at the corners and the best way to help out the secondary with some, not inexperience, but just the talent deficiency you have out there corner, the best way to help them is to be able to get after the passer. So Brian Burns and co can do that tonight. The Panthers can be in position to be able to win this football game and give the offense a chance. And the offense has to be able to stay on the field, has to be able to create and maintain drives. They have to do something through the air. I think they'll be able to run the ball on New Orleans. Can they throw it? Can they have success through the air? We will, we will see. Cause they, if they can't, Hard time to see them winning this game. If Carr has time to throw and can pick them apart, they're not going to win. The Panthers don't give Bryce a chance to go out there and have some guys with separation at wide receiver or even have time in the pocket. Hard to see the win. But I can see a path to victory for the Carolina Panthers. Run the football, being able to have some sort of balance offensively and just getting after Derek Carr, forcing some mistakes. That's how the Carolina Panthers can win this game tonight. It won't be easy. It never is in the NFL. But I can see it happening. I felt like going the season one and one was how they would start off, thinking more so a loss probably Atlanta, get the win on Monday night against the Saints. No, last week didn't look good, but you can see a completely different team. And getting DJ Chark back, hopefully, fingers crossed, that can change what the passing game looks like. And now the Carolina Panthers feeling a lot better about themselves as they head west to Seattle on Sunday afternoon. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, make sure to subscribe and follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I'll be back again on Wednesday to answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions into me now but in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll be back later tonight as we live about an hour after the game on the locked on panthers youtube channel breaking down hopefully a carolina panthers win on monday night football against the new orleans saints until then take care hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.